When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Sunny days. Oh, sunny, sunny, sunny days. Ain't nothing better in the world you know than lying in the sun with your Oh, yeah, there's a good one. Sunny days. <laughs> uh, some of you are texting in your... Summer anthems. Who, who performed this, Kellen? Lighthouse. Lighthouse, okay. Well, that's appropriate. Very sunny day. Uh, up around 30 degrees. Ah, yes. Beautiful summer weekend for sure. So, of course, we're talking about hockey. Why wouldn't we? I could, we're also talking about football. 7-3, Calgary leading Winnipeg. Two and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Calgary coming in 4-0, Winnipeg 5-0. Blue Bombers are here one week from tonight, Commonwealth Stadium to take on the Elks, who pulled that one out 32-31 last night. Oh, it's been too long since I've talked to this gentleman. Our uh, Oilers inside the game analyst for our broadcast here on 630 Shed, Rob Brown, is on the line. Hey, Rob, what's going on? I'm just outside enjoying the sunshine right now, Reed. Well, why wouldn't you be? Yes, that, that that's awesome. Have you been doing a lot of outdoor activities, golfing, sailing, parasailing perhaps? <laughs> well, the last two, no, because of a fear of heights and a fear of uh, inability uh, to sail, but lots of golfing. Spent a few weeks at the lake doing some surfing at the lake, so we've been enjoying the sunshine as much as we can. All right, well, that's good. Uh, I got out and golfed this morning, so yeah, I'm going again tomorrow morning, so it's... Uh, it's a good time of year, and there's, I mean, this, I'm have, really having a lot of fun tonight, Rob, because we had the great Elks comeback last night. Uh, I was also at the Oilers development camp, so saw a lot of the kids play, and free agency, like, t- I took calls on Wednesday, and, like, one guy was mad, because he thinks Vander <laughs> Kane should be thrown out of the NHL because of his su- somewhat checkered past. Some of the things he was bringing up, by the way, are, are weren't even true or proven, Um <laughs> But I mean, and then down the highway, you got the the opposite feeling uh, with Johnny Goudreau. But let let's start with the Oilers. Evander Kane stayed, and he stayed for five point one two five million dollars. I didn't think he was going to any team, Edmonton or elsewhere, unless the first number of his average annual value was at least a six. What did you think of that deal? Um, well, it's one of, it's to me, it's either going to be a 10 out of 10 for the Oilers or a 1 out of 10. I don't think there's no middle ground. I think on the ice, what we saw last year, what we've seen throughout Kane's career is he, he's a dynamic player. He, he checks all boxes. He's big, he's physical, he's nasty, he can score, he can play make. He made the Oilers a better hockey club when he played. And uh, I, I think there's still a little fear around the National Hockey League of a long-term deal with Evander. I think that's one of the reasons that he got a contract that started with a five and it was a low five. Um, but if he comes in and did what he did last year and his off-ice uh, is the same as what it was last year, then this could be one of the best contracts the others ever have. I mean, a, a guy that could score 40 
every year for the next four years at $5 million. You just don't find that. Now he has to keep uh, his life in order to do that because if it goes sideways like it did in Winnipeg or like it did in San Jose, well, then it could be a really bad contract. But uh, what we saw out of Evander Kane last year is he made his teammates better. He made his teammates tougher. And he is a, a dynamic hockey player. So I'm hoping to this will be a 10 out of 10 contract. But again, there's always a little bit of a fear, and that's probably why he signed for a five and not a six or a seven. I was uh, clearing off space on my PVR yesterday afternoon, Rob. I know this story gets a little more exciting than this because you know, I, I record all the uh, the Elks games. I actually record all the Oilers games, but you got to clear them out after a while because I, I, you can't store 82 hockey games plus playoffs on there. But I still had game three against Calgary on there. And I went back and watched Kane's hat trick. And, and I know McDavid made some great plays. He made that one play. He was skating backwards at the blue line, and he put the puck in between his own legs, and, and he spun around Hannafin and then set up Kane. But on that play, Kane starts in the high slot and passes two Calgary players on the, on the way to the net. And that was the one thing. As great as McDavid and Drysaddle have been setting up plays, a lot of times there was no one there to finish because you were – cycling through the okay who's the best worst option to to put on their line so I, I mean it goes it goes both ways Kane benefited from playing with those guys but those guys benefited from playing oh. with Kane because they had a legitimate finisher up there yeah 100 percent uh Yamamoto was playing with dry title and Yamamoto is a nice hockey player but he's not a goal scorer he's a guy that can create and, and, and sometimes the puck finds the back of the net but he's not a pure goal scorer Jesse Pugliarvi, who all the fans want to succeed, is not a pure goal scorer. He just doesn't see the game as well as an Evander Kane. Kane puts himself in the right position. And I don't know about you, but there's certain players in the National Hockey League, when the puck is on their stick in a certain position, you've already counted it as a goal. Uh, when McDavid or, or Dreisel have an opportunity, you're thinking, okay, that's in. And Evander Kane's the same way. He's a pure goal scorer. And where he's going to benefit is he's going to have opportunities. He's never had the opportunity to play with a dry seller or McDavid before. He's going to be put in prime scoring chances time and time again, and he's going to be put in them because he finds a way to get there. He reads the play. He understands where he's got to be. When you play with superstars, and I was fortunate enough to play with Mario, you've got to read what they read. You can't just, okay, I'm going to be here and hope that he gets it to me. Well, that's not the best position to be in. You've got to find where he wants you to be while, you're, while he's going Mach 1 on the ice, and you've got to get there. And Kane can do that. And he has great hands. So Evander Kane, again, if just off what we've seen on the ice, uh, it's a 10 out of 10, the contract, because he, he could score 40. He could score 50 or, or more playing with, with McDavid. And just think about the things that he did. He wasn't on the first power play unit yeah. at all. I mean, he was a second power play guy. And second power plays for the Edmonton Oilers are 20 to 30 seconds. Now, there's things that may change this year. Uh, I don't know if Nugent Hopkins moves to a second unit and they get Kane up on the first unit. Uh, but if he plays on the power play, it's going to be even more productive. So uh, Evander Kane is a pure goal scorer. And that's something that neither McDavid or Dreisaitl have had since they've been in the National Hockey League. If they weren't passing to each other, then it was a crapshoot whether the puck was going to get the find in the back of the net. Just double-checking for Kane this season, 22 goals in the regular season, three on the power play, two shorthanded. <laughs> that was the one thing that surprised me. He was a much better penalty killer than I than I thought. But yeah, you're right. He didn't get a ton of power play time as the season went on. Rob Brown joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Goaltending, we talked about it so much 
last season. And it, it's funny for, for two guys that a lot of times we took, and I'm not saying it was every single fan, but we took a significant number of calls that wanted both Koskinen and Smith off the team. Um, hmm. Well, they're gonna; those people will get their way, uh, and it's, it's it's a funny position to talk about because if you just look at the stats last year, you'd think Koskinen and Smith were two of the better goalies in the league. I mean, Koskinen was twenty-seven, twelve, and four; Smith was sixteen, uh, nine, and two with a nine fifteen save percentage. But we also know about their histories, and in Smith's case, especially their ages. I, I, I'm enjoying seeing all the social media posts. You're going to have soup and stew. Stuart Skinner and Jack Soup Campbell, if oil or, uh, if uh, oil country chooses to adopt the chant that Maple Leafs fans were chanting this year, um, he's younger. He doesn't have a lot of miles. He's only had one year as a true starter, but I, I think there's the sense here that th- there's an opportunity for Campbell to to kind of grow with the Oilers here over the course of that contract. Yeah, well, first on Smith and, and Koskinen, I think Smith gave it everything he, he had, and and I think that. He was a good goalie for the Oilers. Kind of just age and injuries are what did him in. And Koskinen, at the right price point, would have been a fan favorite. I mean, he was a backup goaltender that put up those kind of numbers when he was forced to play. It just was a contract. Was uh, That's all anyone saw. So it was tough for Koskinen that way. Campbell, again, <coughs> the Oilers, it was like musical chairs. And the music stopped and the Oilers needed a goalie. And they're grabbing somebody that they... Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Because Flurry's gone, this guy's gone, that guy's gone. Kemper doesn't want to come here. Okay, this is who we got to get. And uh, I, I, I love the enthusiasm of, of Campbell. I love the fact he's excited to be here. Uh, but he still has to earn uh, number one status in, in the eyes of the fans. Because, again, I, I don't believe, now I could be wrong, I don't believe he's won a playoff series yet in his national hockey career. He's only been a starter for one year, and the team that he started for didn't re-sign him. So he comes with uh, question marks, but I believe the question marks are much smaller than we've had in the last number of years for the Edmonton Oilers. And he's got a, a guy in Skinner who's going to push. So uh, the Oilers needed a starter. They got a guy that they're going to ride for the next five years. And uh, I, I agree. I hope he grows with this Oiler team. This Oiler team will be able to score. And I think what they need now is a goalie not to have to steal games, but a goalie that's not going to lose games for them. And if he comes in and just gives them solid net minding, this team up front is is ready to continue to break out offensively each and every night. So uh, he's a guy that you cheer for. It's when they sign Zach Lyman here. There's certain players out there that are just good people that you can't not cheer for. And I think Campbell's one of those players. You just you want everything to go right for him just because of kind of the person he is. Yeah, Campbell, the seven-game loss to the Canadians in the shortened season and then the seven-game loss to Tampa Bay uh, this year. Had pretty good numbers in that loss to the Canadians. Not as good against Tampa Bay, though. I don't know if goaltending was the, the only reason the Leafs wound up losing that one. Okay, we, I mean, I, I got to get your impression of Goudreau. I mean, Pat mm-hmm. Steinberg w- was on the show earlier. 
And he said, obviously, clearly a frustrated franchise and a frustrated fan base that just how the negotiations went. And then, you know, Goudreau leaves and kind of indicated I was going to leave all along, even though there was a point it looked like he was going to sign with Calgary. I mean, as a free agent, that that's his uh, right to do that. But to me, now we'll see what else Calgary does over the summer. The offseason isn't over. But th- this does take a little wind out of the Battle of Alberta for me. Oh, does it ever? I, I, I tell you, you look at, uh, there was three elite teams last year, I believe, in the Pacific. And one of them didn't make the playoffs. And that was because of injuries. And that was Vegas. I think they, are, they were an elite team coming into the season, but they got beat up so badly. The Vegas team it lost one of their best players in Pacioretty. They, they sold the farm for Eichel. He better be good. Because Vegas isn't as good a hockey club as they were last year or the year before. The Calgary Flames are not near as good a hockey club. Johnny Goudreau is, that's like taking Connor McDavid off your team and not getting anything to replace him. I mean, he was Calgary's John, uh, Connor McDavid. That hurt. Now, I have no problem with him leaving and choosing his place. Hockey players don't often get to pick where they go. You're drafted. All right, here's where you're going to play. Uh, he did exactly what he was able to do. Uh, I read a couple articles that I thought were very, very unfair to him, uh, saying that his, his legacy's changed because this, he went to Columbus and not somewhere else closer to his home, but that's his prerogative. He gets to decide where he goes. Uh, he earned that right. Uh, but uh, now, to me, I, I think with the fact that he's not saying why, to me, I believe it's a personality clash between him and Sutter. That's just my belief that he did. He just didn't want to play for Sutter anymore. And he's not going to say it. And I give him credit for that. And I just, I wish him well. I hope he does well in Columbus and, and good on the Columbus Blue Jackets getting a superstar because he is a superstar. But uh, yeah, the Calgary Flames are not as good a team. And now if I was a Flames fan and I do cheer for the Flames, I want them to do well because I think that makes the, the Battle of Alberta that much more exciting. I'd be worried about Kachuk. Uh, if Goudreau's gone, uh, this Kachuk sign long-term in Calgary, does, uh, he tests free agency when he has the opportunity. So uh, I would be a little wary if I was a Calgary playing fan. And right now, to me, with uh, the losses of Vegas and Calgary, the players they lost, uh, the Pacific Division is all Edmonton right now. And I, don't, I think the LA Kings are probably the team that will challenge them the best. And I don't think... If the Oilers are an A-plus as a team, I think uh, the LA Kings are a a B-minus. I think there's separation now from the Edmonton Oilers and the rest of the teams in their division. All right. That's interesting. Before I let you go, the the, uh, rookie camp or the development camp ramped up uh, last night. By the way, just when the show started, the Oilers announced that Reed Schaefer, this year's first-round pick, has signed his entry-level contract. When you were breaking into the NHL, did they have development camps, rookie camps, or was it just kids show up with everybody else and see if you can make the team? What happened? Yeah, we didn't have stuff like that when I played. It was a long, long time ago. They hadn't even thought about things like that. So I remember as a, an 18-year-old going to the Pittsburgh Penguins camp. I remember my first camp, I was my dad dropped me off at the airport in Kamloops, and we got the times mixed up. It was We thought it left at 8 a.m., but it actually landed in Toronto. So we missed our flights. We missed our connecting flights. So my very first day at camp, I showed up at the team meeting two hours late. So it was not a very first impression for me with the Pittsburgh Penguins. But, yeah, no, it was just showing up, and it was intimidating. All these young players, and I read the articles and the, their quotes they talk about, it's, it's nice getting in, getting a lay of the land, seeing what it's all about, making friends so when you go to camp, it's not as hard when you start going in with the stars. 
for me, and, and when I played, we were young kids. We walked in there, and there was Mario. Uh, there were the star players on the team. So it was very, very intimidating and very tough for young players going to a training camp. I think it's a great idea what they do nowadays. So there's a little bit more comfortable feeling for these players when they finally get to go to the main camp. Okay. Rob, it's always great to have you on the show. I hope you and the family are doing well. I hope you have a great summer. We, we may bug you once or twice before hockey just to have you come on and tell some stories because it's always fun. But glad you're doing well, man. We'll talk soon. Sounds good, Reed. Take care. That is Rob Brown, our Inside the Game analyst for our Oilers broadcast here on 630 Ched. Uh, interesting take on the uh, – on the Kane contract on uh, Johnny Goudreau leaving Calgary. Always awesome to have Rob's perspective. 780-496-0063 is how you can chime in or give us your song that is an anthem for summer. We'll be back with one of those. Hot town, summer in the city. Back of my neck, getting dirty and gritty. Bend down, isn't it a pity? Doesn't seem to be a shadow in the city. Uh, who's this from, Kellen? They didn't leave a name, unfortunately, but it is oh, the Loving yeah. Spoonfall Summer in the City. All right. That's good. That is good stuff. Which has probably been spun on this uh, frequency like a gazillion times throughout the years <laughs> yes. since it came out. So, All right. Good stuff. Yeah, beautiful day out there. I got out in golf this morning at uh, Red Tail Landing. Kellen, I just got to throw this in here quickly hmm. and uh, i don't mean to brag but i am going to brag because i often over the uh nine years i've hosted this show i have often lamented what a terrible golfer i am hole in one well t- today i uh shot well it's depending on how you look at it it is well it's it's it was by one of my best rounds ever it's top two i shot 82 hey I I, I I couldn't believe it i was uh in play i made putts so it's the second time I've shot 10 over par. I did that at Riverside four or five years ago. Par there is 71. So the, the score was lower, but it was 10 over. So I ver- that's why part of the reason I'm in such a good mood. I wasn't incompetent golfing. Now I'm playing again tomorrow. There you so go. Now I, I got to temper my expectations because yeah. I think this was a bit of a rare <laughs> round. But it, it felt good to hit some shots that were in play <laughs> to write down low scores. Well, right on. Fun. Good on you. You know, so, next uh, stop, Lake Tahoe. As well with uh, Murray McCourt from the ranch and Josh Green, former Oiler, now coaching in Bakersfield as an assistant when we get back. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.